Just to who? Come on, Keenan, you must have heard this song before. I feel like it rings, rings a bell, but I, I don't really know. Oh, Keenan, come on, this is class. Come on, come on. At least you've got the chorus, haven't you? I'm waiting for it. No, no, it's to welcome to episode 269 that's 269 it's the ENS podcast Liam Keane come in Liam Keane the road is long do you know why I played that uh, because you had a bin bag flapping off the back of your car for uh, <laughs> however long there's, 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 there's many many reasons why I played that and that, that's that's one of them the road is long um, great song by the way is um just, just taking Brentford, uh, the game at Brentford, uh, as, as a microcosm of the season, you know. You're going in, you're kind of hopeful-ish that you might happen, something might happen, and then you see one of the worst 45 minutes of football that I think I've seen for, for probably five or six years in the Premier League, and then they go 1-0 down, and you're like, my God, we're going down, this is going to be terrible. And then they equalise, and you think, we're staying up, happy days, we're going to go win this game. And then Diego Costa gets sent off and everybody goes, oh, I'm missing him for three games. And you walk away kind of like not feeling, not 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 really knowing what to feel. And then you think, it's going to be a long season. So the road is long. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a long season. <laughs> it's going to be a long bloody season. Oh, dear. Um, how are you, my friend? I've got a lot of Halloween decorations and 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 chocolate still to uh, still still uh, left unclaimed. If you if you fancy coming around, I mean, I, I, I probably won't have time to get over. But if you fancy bringing some to Brighton, I mean, there's no complaints. To Brighton? Are you going to Brighton away? Please tell to, me it's to the Brighton game. You know oh, what I mean? Come no, on. I don't know. I won't put it past you to turn up at the wrong round. No, I wouldn't do that. That would um, that would that would be frustrating if you're at Brighton. You know, Villa away you can you can get away with if you're at the wrong round. Brighton away you're struggling to make kickoff. I don't remember who it was that told me, but someone said that I think it was their dad or friend or something like that mm-hmm. um, was travelling. They had Norwich uh, at home, and they travelled to Carrow Road. Oh, no. got there at like one in the afternoon. Oh, no. realised it was actually at home. Uh, I think the the worst I've done is I've set off to go to Bristol City, thinking it was a twelve thirty kickoff, and it was a five thirty kickoff. That was <laughs> that was disappointing. I also got a few people remember this a few years ago. I went to the wrong Bournemouth ground. I remember um, that. which um, was was suboptimal at the time. But apart from that, it's been touch wood. Uh, okay. Did you get any uh, any of the old trick or treaters, or were your bar humbug closed all the uh, curtains and turned all the lights off? Well, no, we. We put a couple of our pumpkins out. Mm. We put a tub of sweets out. Happy days. Um, we then left the house because it was my mum's wow. birthday, so we headed over and we just left it there. Well, they're going to go in the first. The first kids are going to take well, it, especially the. Uh, uh, no one's going to have it. They're going to take the lot. Well, uh, this is yeah. This is this is where I'm getting with this. Um, okay. As we were leaving, because mm. we didn't leave the house until maybe six-ish. Yeah. To go to my mum's, a lot of the sort of younger kids and their parents had sort of been and gone. Um, they seem to be avoiding our house for some reason. Mm. Um, we left thinking... Oh, Probably that we'll... smell on your shoe that hasn't left from Stockport. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll wear them coming up, mate, don't worry. Nice. Um, and we're thinking, oh, you know, there'll probably be a couple of sweets to get back. I'll have a couple while we're watching TV when we get back home. Um, get back and the not just of all the sweets gone, but the tub has gone. Oh, no. Uh, I think the, the classic teenagers walking mm. around late at night had, um, had helped themselves, we'll put it that way. We fine. had um, we had 
eight, but, but between 80 to 90 kids last night. Oh, man. Uh, popping around from a variety of times, which started incredibly at 4.30pm and finished, I think, about quarter to 11. Uh, all of different ages, shapes and sizes, some with costumes and some just, just demanding money, basically. But they got some... We were the good... And obviously, you know... We had we had entrances. We had, we had spooky costumes. We had, I was scaring them around the back of the cars. Um, we had holograms all over the um, all over the top windows in our in our house. We had spider webs everywhere. Uh, sound systems, smoke screen, lights. Uh, so so we you know we were probably one of the. I say we didn't. We were a little bit. Um, I guess one one of, we didn't really go for it big time. But at the same time, you know, people knew that we were celebrating Halloween. So, yeah, we did get quite a few. And most importantly, full-size chocolate bars. Okay, that's quite good. Mm. I'll give you that. I mean, you, you, you've obviously got the, you know, the cash to be doing that. I bought, I think it was a £2 tub of sweets as I shoved out the front of the house. Well, yeah, you had to go. At least you did something token for someone who hates Halloween. Yeah, well, um, I say I. I mean, Rosie did the most of it. But, you know, <laughs> I had a couple of sweets. So It's been a steady weekend, Kino, for me, I'll be honest. Well, I was just about to say, I'll talk about you having the money. Not anymore, unfortunately. Not anymore, mate. Uh, Not anymore. It's all gone on a new windscreen. So, so yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll rewind it back to Friday night. I'll do this very quickly because we'll get on with Wolves in a bit. But we'll rewind it back to Friday night and um, had my first of the three Halloween parties, which was very, very enjoyable at a secret location in London with um, a lot of uh, fun friends. And um, people might have seen that I dressed as Scar and Alana went as... Uh, Maleficent in a dead Disney party, which was which was, I was absolutely hammered, Kino, hammered on double tequilas and shots because I feel like when you're in that environment, there's a lot of celebs there and there's a lot of dancers and everyone's on the dance floor and they're going crazy and everyone looks so good and I'm there thinking, crikey, the only way I'm getting on this dance floor is I'm absolutely trolleyed. So it was fun, and to be fair, I thought I thought I was the makeup was um was excellent. It lasted a little bit longer than I thought. Uh, hence, uh, <laughs> arriving at Brentford with uh, with eyeliner still on. But um, the, the the lady in in question, one of Alana's friends, does a great job. She's a top makeup artist in London, and uh, I thought it was pretty impressive. I know you don't like Halloween. But what do you think of the old costume? Um, so I respect the um, the finances that went into it. I respect the effort that went into it. We got it for free, um, mate. The friends, friends. No chance, no chance. Yeah, we got it for free. Seriously, straight up. Okay, well, if you did, that's yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no. We don't, we don't. It's slightly less. And we will hang out. Um, we hang out with we're friends with her, so we go to dinner and stuff. So she did it for free. Yeah, I think she no, did. in you, I just assumed there was a serious whack. For no, no, time. mate. No, no. Um, I, I appreciate the effort. I, I mm. can respect the effort. Um, it didn't look anything like you. Didn't, did it? It was terrifying. <laughs> um, equal parts terrifying. Equal parts. I absolutely hated it. Oh, just looking at it, I like. I just wanted to smash your face in. Wow, it's astonishing. <laughs> green, I, I was wearing green contacts. So I was putting contacts in for the first time in my life, just for oh. just for the picture. But um, yeah, it went went all out. Anyway, it was um, pretty good. But actually, before you go anywhere, yes, very very quickly, yes, I won't play the full thing. Okay, I'm going to play a clip. Oh no, four minutes past five in the morning. Oh no! I received. Is that what time it was? <laughs> oh, it certainly was, my friend. On the morning of Brentford, four minutes past five. Christ. I received a video. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, I won't play any more than that because it does go on a little bit, and I don't, I don't actually remember what he said, so I'm not. Gonna I haven't got a clue what, what I said either. I, it wasn't anything bad. I think there was a few Wolves a we slipped in there. Hey, there was a couple. I'll see you at Brentford, but I'm not going to be very well. Uh, <laughs> things slipped in there. Um, it's a very hoarse voice at that time in the morning hoarse. as well. Um, so you, yeah, you sent me. You sent me a 41, that, that's a, the, the first part of a 41 second video. Oh, no. You also sent me a 16 second video. Oh, no. Which isn't, there isn't really much to it. It's just you talking to the camera again, saying uh, something like, I'm going to be late or something like that. Oh, but God. it was very funny. I woke up to, to obviously, these videos, uh, showed me and Rosie lying in bed watching them, uh, <laughs> having a good old laugh. I then look, you know, you sent it to me on WhatsApp. I looked at what time you had last been online. Yes. Uh, so you sent these at four minutes past five. Yes. You had last been online at quarter to six. Oh no! And I was like, "Wow!" Now that's an effort. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. So, uh, anyway, I knew it was going to be a, struggle, a morning of struggle. And I said it was going to be late at the game just because I wasn't feeling great. But I was late at the game for a different reason. So, got to the car. Well, I got all my stuff. Went to the car. I parked it around the corner. We stayed in a hotel in this NCP car park. Uh, in, in inverted commas, secure underground car park. Got there. The back screen of my car smashed to smithereens. Absolutely smashed. Glass everywhere. Could not believe it. Furious. Um, obviously, speaking to Alana, she was on a train for another Halloween party. I'm uh, calling, saying, well, nothing's gone. And then Alana's like, you've got all your work stuff, haven't you? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, your heart just sinks. Oh, and I ran back to the car and they'd taken my work rucksack, my laptop, my Bose headphones, my camera, everything. They'd taken the whole thing. So I don't go on and on, but anyway, we taped it up with bin bags. Somehow, with glass flying everywhere, I managed to drive an hour to Brentford, um, filmed, uh, recorded everything on my phone, and um, then drove to Dorking on the night for another Halloween party with no back windscreen. Somehow went through that and then drove all the way back home and then got it repaired yesterday. I'm now in a, I'm now in a, um, I've got a new windscreen, thank God. I've got a replacement laptop, tiny one, which is absolutely terrible. I don't know how you guys work on it until a new one comes. I've got no camera and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit out of pocket on the old, uh, on the old weekend. But apart from that, mate, we're still surviving. We're still here. I was still at Brentford. We're still doing this podcast. And you still probably got your eyeliner on, I'm assuming. Uh, there's a little bit of eyeliner that still needs to come off, yes, absolutely. Uh, right, uh, Brentford won, Wolverhampton Wanderers won. Uh, what did you make of it, Liam? I said it was a, a strange mixture of emotions during the day, but I think overall, um, even even red card aside, you came out of that slightly more positive than we did going into it. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we probably all would have taken a draw before the game, which... It's probably a sad state of affairs, isn't it, when we're taking that? But mm. um, I think we would have done. Wolves need something just to break their duct a little bit to get them back on track. Um, and I think they did that. I think they did. If you look at the context of the game, you've already mentioned how awful the first half was. Um, I think you tweeted to say it wouldn't have been a miss in, elite, in League One. And it wouldn't have a colleague been. of mine said similar. Um, it was so poor, so, so poor from both teams. Um, but second half was, you know, it was a bit more quality, a bit more action. A very good Brentford goal that Wolves be disappointed to concede, but within two minutes to get back into it, the context of that and how Wolves over the last 18 months to two years and possibly beyond have struggled to get back into games from a losing position. And by struggled, I mean, they might have, I think they've got into one out of probably about 20 plus. I mean, it's been so, so poor. Um, and they got back into it and they got a point. They had some opportunities where they could have won it, 
Brentford yeah. also had a couple as well. Um, a, a draw was a fair result, I think, for both sides. And the fans and the players rebuilt a little bit of a connection. The The fans were excellent. The players, for the most part, appreciated them at full time. And it was a, it was an overall pretty good afternoon for Wolves, considering where they were before kickoff. Who um who were the perform- outstanding stand up performers for you? I was thinking about this in bed last night. I was thinking right, who's in line for player of the season so far? And I'm thinking, my God, it's basically Neves and nobody else, right? Who's even close to who'd be even close to play of the year? I tell you, be close to player of the year at this moment in time for me. It would be Neves and it would be Hugo Bueno as probably number two as it stands. Yeah, I mean, there's not many there's not many options to go with. There's, there isn't, there, is there? Neves was absolutely superb at Brentford. Uh, Brilliant. Not just, not just for the goal, but his overall performance, his energy, yeah. his defensive yeah. duties. Yeah. Some, might, some might say he's carrying this side at the moment, to be oh, honest with I mean, He is, let's be honest. Mm. I mean, he has done for a number of weeks, uh, months, and probably a couple of years if we're going to go <laughs> beyond that. Um, absolutely world-class player um, in, a, in a team that is really, really struggling. So, he was excellent. Um, I thought Kilman, after... His Leicester display was a hell of a lot better. Um, I thought Collins was was excellent, particularly second half. He got his head on everything. Um, I thought Brenner, as you already mentioned, was was superb. Um, and then aside from that, you get into players who, uh, many of them didn't have bad performances, but weren't outstanding. Uh, Adama Traore was, was decent. Pedence was a little bit frustrating in possession, but worked exceptionally hard. It was doing two or three people's jobs at one point. We were talking throughout that first half. Um... And actually, I'll give Nelson Semedo some credit as well because he obviously didn't start against Leicester, um, but he was terrible second half against Palace after a very good first half. Uh, but he came back in and I thought he was very good as well. So, um, good signs, good signs, but lots to work on. And, yeah, you know, we have to get into we have to get into where these um, improvements can be made because there's plenty to do. But it's more positive than it was after before kickoff anyway. Yeah, I mean, a point always helps things. Uh, yeah, just just go, just circling back onto the Semedo thing, especially after getting booked after forty seconds. That's a good point. Um, yeah. In that game, I think probably I, I wouldn't say maybe focused his uh, his mind, but obviously you know you've got you've got then ninety minutes plus to make sure that one you don't get sent off and two switch on. And I thought he did he did do that pretty well. I think after that, so I'll give him that credit. And I think he's earned to start against Brighton. Uh, after that display, Bubakar Traore for me had one of the worst opening thirty minutes I've ever seen. He looked so out of he looked he looked way out of his league. It looked the, the game was too quick for him. I thought it was all over the shop and nearly gave away uh, an easy goal, breakaway goal. And I, I Neves looked at him at one time, and I think he just looked and gone, Christ! He got Moutinho on the bench, um, and, uh, and and he just he just looked nervous and haphazard but to be fair to him I thought second half he was a lot better get made some really good interceptions and actually finished the game very strongly so again for a young lad I've got to say I've got to you know say give him credit where credit's due the one thing the one the one display that worried me and he went off injured in the end but to be honest he could have quite easily been subbed off it was between him and Traore at one point uh was Nunes even before the shoulder injury for me Again, we keep on looking to him as, as you know, this record signing, as someone who's really going to, he's going to have this game, he's going to have a standout game, he's going to have a, a game that's going to make him, you know, pr- make him going forward, knowing exactly what position he's going to be, a standout performance. And it's just not there. And I thought he was as bad as ever. Probably the worst I've seen him, actually. This is before the injury. 
um, against Brentford, it just looked like the game was passing him by. He was walking. He was slow. He was he was sloppy in possession. This is not the guy that we've that Wolves have have stumped up forty million plus to buy Liam. Yeah, um, just very quickly, I agree with everything you said on Bubakar, um, so I won't add anything to that. But on on Nunes, yeah, again, I have to agree. He he looked so. It's probably one of the first times that he looked slightly disinterested to me. That's one of the things I haven't really thrown at him in the last couple of months or over the last few weeks, certainly. I think he's probably been over trying, trying too hard to, to make something happen at times. Whereas you've got other players that we've mentioned, uh, a particular other new signing that we've mentioned, who hasn't looked interested. And this is the only time, really, that Nunez looked like that to me. Um, he was walking, he, he didn't take up the right positions, he didn't get close to... Costa in the role he meant to be playing at least anyway uh, we talked about Pedence doing two or three people's jobs and yeah. he was certainly doing Nunez's job in that first half he was coming inside he was out wide he was tracking back he was running his socks off and Nunez wasn't and uh, he tried to play on after the injury they, they made a decision to take him off obviously we're waiting to, to hear how he is but he, um, he as I say I think he's been trying too hard um, but he's not done anywhere near enough and then he puts in a, a very, very lacklustre 40 minutes where he's, he hasn't shown anywhere near enough to start another game. The problem is, in the system Wolves are playing, they haven't got many people who There's can start no one else, them. really, no. Yeah. So unless they're going to change a, a change tact and go 4-2-3-1 and play sort of a um, a traditional number 10, like a Pedence or a Huang in there, again, with Costa's red card now, they've got limited options to do that as well. So he looks like he's probably, if he's fit, going to be going to be playing again. And unfortunately, you need a bit more scrap about him. Um, he's been a little bit too lightweight, and and that's probably the, one of the the biggest issues with him. And he goes over in a, in a challenge. And of course, it, it, with a shoulder, it can be a freak injury. But um, it just felt too easy for him to to give up and come off. To be mm. honest, yeah, not dislocated, is it? And you know, the, the fact that they've given him a chance to that he should be okay for. For the weekend, you said obviously it was a, it was a knock to the shoulder, but yeah, it's um, it's disappointing, it's disappointing, and and someone's got to get tuned from some of these guys because it's it's not great. Um, we've got to talk about the end of the game as well. Two significant developments, uh, both when I was outside the stadium, Liam. So I have to apologise. You'll have to fill me in on these. But of course, the Costa red card and Diego Costa getting a red card at Halloween—it was always going to happen. I mean, surely there must have been a request to bet for that to happen. I actually thought he did okay. I thought he looked probably the brightest he has done um, as a striker. It's taken him a while to get into it, as you'd expect. Uh, a couple of nice moves. There was one way he created some great space for him and, and really, you know, strong shot and it was straight straight at the keeper and it was a decent save in the end. That was to put that would have put Wolves 2-1 up, I think, on the afternoon. So and that goes in. It's a completely different story. But he was out. He was about. He was putting himself around. He was getting into decent positions. And for me, he was encouraging. And then he's just had a moment of madness. And uh, look, he's let himself, the team, and the fans down. Unfortunately, he has. Yeah, I, I agree on your sort of analysis of his game. I thought it was one of his better performances. Um, it was pretty obvious from the start he was probably going to get ninety minutes as well because they've been building his his fitness up to get to that point. Um, in the end, he got to ninety six minutes <laughs> before, before he got sent off, um, and it was an absolutely needless, silly, ridiculous, stupid—any adjective you want—decision uh, from him. To be honest. Uh, he's jostling with with Ben Mee. They're both giving it as, as good as they get. You know, it's it's football. They're two, you know, big athletes. Yeah, you know, they they're both giving it to each other. There's no real foul in there. There's no real yellow card from either of them. I th- I thought. 
um, up until Costa turns to him and just fairly, you know, with, with a bit, fair bit of force, throws his head towards him. Um, it's he can have no complaints. It's an obvious red card. Um, it's one of the few times VAR has been useful. Um, obviously not not for Wolves in general, but in terms of making the right decision. And um, and yeah, no, absolutely no complaints. Like he was frustrated coming off the pitch. He apologised to to the player and the staff in the changing room, but he's now going to miss Wolves' next three games, including the cup game, and um, and he's going to be a big miss. You're not going to have him back till after the World Cup now, and that is that leaves Wolves strikerless really. And with Huang He Chan is your only. I wouldn't even say natural num- number number nine, but someone who who has played there before. Um, Guedes has played there before, but he's not. Re- he's more of a winger. So you leave you leave Wolves high and dry, and then they've now got to try and get results in these next three games without someone who they'd worked so hard to get to fitness. And they, as soon as they got him there, he's now out. It, it was so stupid. So he misses Brighton. He misses Leeds in the Carabao. He misses he misses Arsenal. The first time we could see him back. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Liam. Would be. If they got through against Leeds United in the Carabao, the Carabao Cup next round would be before the 26th. So he would be available for um, the, the, the next round of the Carabao Cup before that Boxing Day game. Yeah, if they get through, the next round uh, is on the, is either the 20th or the 21st of December. Um, and then obviously they've got the Boxing Day away at Everton after that. So uh, he'll be back for that Cup game if they beat Leeds. Uh, if not, of course, he'll be back for back for Boxing Day so a little bit of small good news in there in that he misses a cup game rather than another Premier League game but you know we're clutching at straws a little bit there because you you know it was so stupid for me in the first place yeah I mean hopefully fingers crossed they'll have Raul back for that after the the break as well to play in the Premier League but that's that's another story altogether that we'll be talking about later on in this podcast Um, it's funny the Carabao isn't it because you know a month and a half ago everybody's going right okay mid Let's let's finish mid table in this season. Let's have a really good cup run. Let's have a really really good cup run. Do, do Wolves need to progress in the cup this year? Is it going to be an unwanted distraction, or, or does a good cup run? You know, are you one of these people who think right? Okay, well, if you're winning games, you're doing well. Then then that's great to be in all different competitions, regardless of whether you're struggling in the Premier League or not. Yeah, I think if you're winning if you're winning games, I don't I don't think it's, it can ever be a distraction, particularly mm-hmm. when winning games has been at such a premium for Wolves. Yeah. Um, I think you take any victory you can. Look, if they lose to to Brighton, go in and lose at Leeds. The atmosphere at home to to Arsenal is mm. going to be right on the edge of tipping over. So Wolves need a result, regardless of what happens in the Premier League. Um, yeah, any any wins they can pick up is it's just going to help confidence, and this team is devoid of it, to be honest. So 96 minute Diego Costa red card. Uh, then the game finished shortly afterwards. Uh, again, I think the ball was in play for less than 42 minutes in this game. It was out. It was gross. Bobby Madley, first Premier League game back. Absolutely dreadful. One of the worst I've seen. <laughs> Pathetic. Um, but these two sides don't help themselves the way they go down as well. I must admit, Brentford um, are as bad at it as anyone. And, and Wolves are getting that way. I've got to be honest. Uh, they do go down very, very easily sometimes. And it's just, it's not a great game to watch. Stops in play. Uh, but when they finish, look, 1-1, we'll take that. And uh, look, there were a couple of unfortunate... I guess exits again from players that have been talked about. Again, I wasn't there, Liam, but um, you can probably let us know what, what's gone on. Yeah, so um, I, I did miss this myself, actually, uh, during the game. Of course, we're very quickly sending off reports and, and meeting deadlines, but um, I've had a colleague of mine who was in the away end tell me about it. I've had people tweet me about it as well. Um, so I can only speak to what they saw. Um, but apparently, uh, Gonzalo Guedes, as soon as the whistle 
is blown, directs himself straight to the tunnel, is pulled back by a member of staff and he brushes them off and throws his hands in the air and, and walks off down the tunnel. I'm also told that Giamatini was fairly quick behind him. How quick? I'm not exactly sure, but either way, um, I don't look. I, we've been, we've given Guedes a lot of stick, and unfortunately, rightly so. Um, and this is just another, in the grand scheme of things, fairly small thing. But unfortunately, it all builds up to this narrative around him and this almost character he's creating for himself, where um, he's letting himself, the club, and the fans down on a weekly basis at the moment. Um, I think it's so so poor. Um, if it is the case that that's that's exactly what he's done, um, he has to show he has to show more appreciation for the fans who were excellent throughout the game, stood by the team throughout the game, and gave the team appreciation after the game when they approached them. Of course, Nathan Collins, Neves, these kind of players were at the forefront of that. But the vast majority of the squad went over to them this time, as opposed to after the Leicester game, where there was only four players that went over. And the fact that the vast majority goes and and he doesn't. And if it's the same for Matinho, I think for an experienced player like him, I think is also very poor. Um, they, they need to be doing a hell of a lot better than that. I, I, I really don't understand what the... Look, of course, Geddes will be frustrated. He's not playing football and he's only just come on. But you're giving yourself an opportunity to, especially with the red card, to maybe start against Brighton. You know, you probably will start against Leeds in the Cup. You know, you have the right kind of attitude mm. where, you know, you don't have this divine right to be starting... You know, you know, in, in the starting eleven in the Premier League. Well, he's lost that divine right by right, being exactly. awful, but absolutely as as awful. Concerned, the, the 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 sort of image he's giving off at the moment is to say that look, I should be in this starting eleven. The fact that I'm not is a disgrace, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to let everyone know that I'm not happy about it. Book your ideas up and do something about it when you're on the pitch. I think it's so so poor, and um, and he's not he's not creating that relationship with the fans or with us because um, let's be honest, he avoids us at every at every possible turn as well. Um, and I think it's just not going to do himself any favours. Um, he hasn't shown enough. He's not the only one, but he hasn't shown enough stomach or bottle for a fight. And at the moment, it doesn't show any signs of turning around. I mean, I might play devil's advocate here and have a slightly different take on that. When you say Geddes doesn't, you know, he's he's frustrated. And he's not playing, and, and and maybe that's why he's showing um, outwardly showing, you know, his his frustration, I guess, to everybody. Look, Wolves really over the last five to seven years haven't really had too many problem players. To me, this this guy doesn't want to be here, Liam. For me, this this is me looking at and look. I don't know the guy. I've I've heard I've heard different stories about him, how he is around, how he is with the training ground, how he treats staff, how he's how he's performing on the pitch. Um, but I can only see it from my eyes. And for me, that is a player who does not want to be here. That's a player, a Mendes player who gets peddled everywhere who you know is is going from A to B to C to D is getting paid very 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 well for for what he does and I don't think he wants to be here and I wonder if and they've been really lucky I think because the way look they've been winning games they've been doing very well in the league recently you know and they've had good cup runs of a great years from Defoe so you kind of get swept away by that a lot of Portuguese players there so you can adapt you can adapt very quickly national team players there as well it's a good environment for a Portuguese guy coming in here this guy doesn't seem to be even embracing that. I, I think he wants out. And I think Wolves might have an issue with that. Um, an issue on the hands, especially if it carries on like this, the form, and he's not playing. Um, he's not fighting for Wolves, Liam. He's not fighting to stay in this league. He's downing tools. It looks like he's downing tools to me 100%. 
And the fact that he can't play and the fact that even even Steve Davis is 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 putting on the likes of Joe Hodge in front of him in games just shows to me what an impression he's made on on Bruno, on Steve Davis, on the staff previous, on the staff now. And look, it's going to take a manager to come in with a big reputation and you know someone who can turn this around and really man-manage this guy to get whatever talent there is out of it. And I'm sure there's plenty there. But um, I would say, I'm more likely to say that if it doesn't happen or they don't get a strong manager or, or this continues, that he'll be the first one who just doesn't want to be there and will want, to, will want out as soon as possible. And I hope I'm wrong, but uh, that's the kind of impression that I'm starting to get from Gonzalo Guedes. Yeah, I would like to think that you know he wouldn't have come to Wolves if he didn't want to be there. Um, and, I, and it does seem to me like it's frustration at not playing, but where my frustration then comes with with that is that all of the aggression and the frustration that you have from not playing, you don't show on the pitch when you do get a chance to play. You decide to throw your toys at the pram before, after, during, whatever it might be, but it's not when you've got the ball at your feet. It's not when you're closing someone down. It's not when you're going into a tackle. Um, if he can just transform that energy into into him playing on the field, he, he can force his way back into the side and, and he can probably be a, one of the first names on the team sheet. He, he's shown that in his career. He's good enough to, to be that player. Um, that's where the frustration is for me. I do think, with as you say, with the right manager, you can get it out of him. Um, you have to, and you use the phrase man management, I think it's the right phrase, you have to manage him in the right way. Whatever, whatever way that might be, whether he needs a kick up the arse or an arm around the shoulder, he needs to be managed in the right way to get this talent out of him. We know it's there, but he's got to start. It, just the small things around not playing, it's the optics, how people look at it from the outside, how we look at it, how the fans look at it, show the fans appreciation, do the odd post on social media, visit somewhere in the city. You know, these small things where you're having some sort of affinity with the club and the city and the fans. Uh, he's not the only one, by the way, but obviously we're talking about him and... And he's not done any of that, really. Um, it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. The most I've seen is him out at Tattoo in Birmingham, which I've actually been to once. It's a very nice Asian restaurant, which I think you, you've been to. But um, that's, that's about it. And, and, you know, you, you've got to be showing more than that. Um, I thought you were getting a tattoo of me, you said there. Going for a little tattoo? A tattoo of, a t- a tattoo of the uh, you dressed up as Scar. I love, I, I love Nath on your arse cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Um, I'd, I'd get it somewhere else. Um, so, yeah, look, it's just so frustrating. It really is. He, I mean, to me, to me, honestly, at this moment in time, he looks like an expensive tr- Francisco Trincao, and that's probably been doing a bit of a disservice to Trincao. That's that's how bad it's been recently. So, you know, apart from really that first, and I said the first 45 minutes at Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think that's probably the best we've seen Trincao. I thought he was linking it well. I thought Nunez looked good that day as well. But apart from that, uh, I really need to see some more. Look, he might get a chance. Like you say, he might get a chance against Brighton. I don't think he will. I think he'll probably go to Huang. But um, if he does, then then great. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, two good home games for him to to hopefully get back in the good books and you know, hopefully hopefully prove me and, and a lot of the fans wrong. Okay, um, table wise, apart from the point, wasn't wasn't a bad weekend for us. Forrest got beat. Leicester got beat. Southampton, Southampton got yeah. Southampton got beat. Villa got stuffed. Bournemouth got beat at the end against Spurs. So uh, and, and Leeds astonishingly won at, at Liverpool, which was uh, which was frustrating. Um, but 
you're looking at that table now and you're looking at these are the kind of teams that are going to be in and around Wolves this season. Forest, Wolves. I still think Leicester will, will, will be okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going to take Leicester out of it. But Forest, Wolves, we'll say Leicester for now. Southampton, Villa, Leeds, Bournemouth. And I would include Brentford in that as well, who are, who are only five points away from Wolves. But you look to that game and you think there's no, there's not much between the sides as it stands. And really, Wolves, if they start playing, should be should be finishing higher than Brentford. But... You know, end of the day, they're five points away, for, five points ahead of Wolves, and, and they're eleventh in the table. So, the good thing is, is that they're, they're still very much in touch with with the majority, of the bottom half in that table. But uh, the Brent, the Brightford Brighton game comes comes where they need to pick up more points, don't they? Brighton doing pretty well, um, and obviously an excellent win against um, you know against Graham Potter's Chelsea. So we'll come on to that in a bit. But do you see that these are the teams really that bottom seven, bottom eight, and Wolves just need to find a way. Yeah, look, you, you you've got to. Wolves have got to pick up results anywhere they come. To be honest, um, I, I don't I don't think it almost matters who they're up against at the moment, um, because they just desperately need to be, I say, in and around this top, this bottom five, bottom six sort of uh, bunch um, come the end of the World Cup, and and they've got some really tough games coming up. You mentioned Brighton, who are looking who are looking pretty good, score goals, um, and goals are the thing that we come back to every week, isn't it? Because Wolves. Wolves really do struggle with them. Um, Leeds won at Liverpool. I don't see them continuing that. Uh, I think they're poor. Uh, Everton are going to be in and around it. Southampton, Forest, Bournemouth. I think you're probably right on Leicester. So Wolves are look, they're not cut adrift, and, and of course the the point is a bit more positivity after it. But they've um, they've still got a battle on their hands. This is is a big couple of games coming up, and then and then of course after the World Cup, it feels like that's probably when the, the business end really kicks in because the games will come thick and fast and I'll have you know, a few more midweek ones and mm. and you know, you've got to be ready to fight in the trenches every single week, two, three days in between a game perhaps and, and come out fighting every time and this team's got to have a bit more about them. Right, we'll take some questions soon. First word from our sponsors, Kettle and Toaster Man. Kino, you've been, you've been on at me this week. When are we going to Kettle and Toaster Man? I think you're excited. It's Christmas is coming. You need to get a few purchases in. You want some discounts, don't you? Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, you're on the scrounge. Um, what I would say is, and we've, we've, we've talked about them before, but these air fryers, I think that's going to be the first purchase you're going to have to make, Liam, because especially with energy bills the way that they are, these little bad boys, or small little bad boys as well, are absolutely astonishing. I had some I had some fried chicken over the weekend and it was delicious. But to be honest, there was a little bit greasy. You put these chicken, you roll them in some some oats or some 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 coating. You stick them in. You press on. Twenty minutes later, you have got golden, no oil, healthy chicken wings ready to go. Kino, twenty five pounds for one of these bad boys. Twenty five pounds for a salter compact hot air fryer. You've got a small kitchen. This will just just sit away in the corner. You won't even know it's there. It looks smooth. It looks chic. It looks ready to go. I think it's one that you've got to make, haven't you? You've got to make the purchase. That's an absolute steal, to be honest. I think I've been saying it a million times on here, but I, mine was £50 and it broke. Half the price. <sighs> £25. £25 and a, and a return policy if, 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 no, if, if any issues. But, you know, you're not going to get any issues because this is top draw stuff. Top draw. 
Um, I mean, I need, that's why I've been messaging you all week. I need to. I need to get have, he literally has. We're not. We're not putting this on. He literally has been messing. I, I, I keep. I keep on ignoring those messages because I know it's. I know it riles him. But uh, we will be going there. We will be going there very soon, and uh, we'll take some pictures and uh, show you the the quality produce that is available. That's kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. And as Jean Martinio ran down the tunnel. Um, just just behind Gonzalo Guedes on Saturday, managed to get his shirt, Liam. Because at football prizes you can win Jean Moutinho's signed shirt. Do you know how much for? How much for this week? Three pound fifty. Two pound ninety-five. Oh, you're having a laugh. Two pound ninety-five. Competition ends this Wednesday, November the second, seven thirty p.m. There are ninety-nine tickets available. Two pound ninety-five. Ten percent off with your code Wolves Poddy. There is still, there's not many left actually, there's 23 tickets left. So this is a very popular lot, 76 sold out of 99. So 23 tickets left. I did the maths for you there, Kino, because I know that you'd struggle, baby. Um, so get yourself in. £2.95, 10% discount code, Wolves, Poddy, all in caps. Right, let's take some questions from the beautiful people. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, first of all, before um, I start scrolling, do you want to um, talk about your little um, your little uh, venture, um, growing a certain tash in the next few weeks? Oh, well, thank you very much for bringing it up. You're very welcome. Um, yes, um, I've uh, decided to, in order to raise money for a very worthy cause, uh, decided to be bullied by 18,000 people on Twitter for the next month. So. Excellent! <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm, me and a couple of schoolmates are, um, are taking part in Movember. Uh, so I'm growing a tash as we speak. Um, mm-hmm. It's not great. Look, when did it start? When did it start? Uh, well, I shaved around everywhere but the tash this morning. So. Oh, Kino, come on, man! I don't need to know that. No, not everywhere around the face other than uh, the tash. Come okay. on. You filth. Um, yes. So uh, look, it's it's not going to be great. I mean, you're going to see it on obviously post match videos. If you see me in person, on you, yes, you will see oh, a the slug uh, on your lip, the slug on my upper lip. But um, but yes, I am. I'm raising money for sort of men's health causes uh, alongside a couple of my mates. So I've tweeted it out already with the link and everything. So um, all understand it's pressing times for for money for a lot of people. But if anyone can spare anything at all, uh, follow that link, and I'd really appreciate any support. Uh, a few people on, uh, have already done it on uh, after posting it on Twitter. So thank you to those people. I think Pam and um, Jason Guy have already donated. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Excellent news. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be posting the link in the next few weeks as well, Kino. So let's donate. And uh, of course, every penny counts. Right. Let's get to some questions. Rich says, Ask Liam, is there anything in the rumours of us going back in for talks with Jean Lopetegui? The Lopetegui merry-go-round has come Lopetegui. back around another, another mm. cycle. Um, so, yeah, we spoke on this uh, the last couple of podcasts as well. Um, there's nothing new as it stands, so they've not opened talks with him and um, and it's not any further along than what it was previously. What we'd said previously was that um, Wolves weren't going to wait for him specifically. Um, if, they, if another candidate is right and, and they're ready to move and he's not ready, they will move. They won't specifically wait around for him. But of course, because they've tried to get him twice in Foson's reign now, um, they'd be interested in speaking to him again if, if it was possible. Um, so there's no update in the sense that they've started talks with him or anything, anything like that. But I think there's a um, there's certainly a hope that they, they might be able to do something. Um, but it's it's very much dependent on the, the family situation. So that is a really difficult one 
to get round um, with his with his father's health, whether he feels ready to to leave um, him and where what position he's in. Of course, we're not obviously sure. So it's very much up in the air. But of course, look, he he would have come had it not been that issue. Wolves like him. If they can get something done, they will and they want to. Um, but it's it's very much a, a watch and a watch and see how the next few weeks and, and months go. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, Ronan Gibbons. Will Ruben Neves be a Wolves player in February? Um, I think so. I think so. Um, of course, the clubs are going to be interested in him, um, but Wolves have got absolutely no interest in selling him in January. Um, think about it logically. He's one of, if not Wolves' best player. For me, Wolves' best player. Um, the position Wolves are in, Wolves are in absolutely no interest in selling him in uh, in January, and it's highly unlikely to happen unless it was. It would have to be a ridiculous offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that comes in, in in January, I'm not sure would be would would happen. Um, so yeah, I, I, so I think he will. I think the odds are that that he, that he will be. It just depends on how the and how the market develops. Really, Andy Matthews, will the non World Cup players be given time off after Arsenal? Any news on the friendly games in warmer places? Yeah, so they they haven't got the sort of schedule drawn up properly yet, but they will be. They'll be given some time off. Um, if I'm to speculate, you would, you would imagine something along the lines of ten days, possibly two weeks, something along those along those lines. Um, and, and then obviously, as we mentioned before uh, in the in the last podcast, they are um, going away on a warm weather training camp uh, in December. Of course, again, it depends on the Carabao Cup whether they get through as to the dates they do that. Um, but yes, they'll be they'll be going away and doing that. But they haven't got that organised uh, or finalised rather yet. Um, so there's no word on the friendlies uh, yet for that either. But I imagine fairly soon that will all be sort of finalised and and potentially announced. I don't know whether there'll be access for for fans for the friendlies. My gut feeling is there probably won't be. Um, it feels like it'll probably be a behind closed doors training camp kind of thing. But I suppose we'll wait and see the details once we've got them. Uh, we talked about Costa games that he misses. We talked, we did that horror movie question last week. Um, James Flynn, Costa was signed after the window closed because it was considered crucial. We had a first-team striker until January. He's now unavailable until after Christmas. Is it too soon to consider the impact he has had over his crucial time? Over this crucial time, um, I think it is a little bit too soon. I think he needs a little bit more time. Um, how much of an impact he'll have beyond, we don't know because. Depends what business wolves do in January and how Raul Jimenez is, is of course, as well. Um, it's a little bit too soon to write him off, but I think he's probably done what most people expected. I don't think anyone thought he was going to come in and bag goals. He, he was almost 34, is 34 now, and hadn't played in eight, nine months when he arrived. So, yeah, it's no massive surprise to me. I think he's got better. Um, but he needs more time really to, to be fully judged. And do I think he's going to get a lot of goals before the end of the season? No. But if he can chip in with, with a few, then it might help Wolves at a crucial point. Jack Wiggins, Kino, who's winning, Roman Reigns or Logan Paul? Um, I do know who they both are. Oh, interesting. Very um, impressive. I'm not a wrestling fan, but obviously Logan Paul is sort of famous before wrestling. But I do know who they both are. Um, I also don't care. Oh wow, that's uh, astonishing! <laughs> but it, out of out of respect for the question, um, I will go with Logan Paul. 
No, mate. That's a terrible answer. It's Roman Reigns, one hundred percent. I just I don't follow wrestling. Roman Reigns, come on. He, he's, not, he's not dropping the belt to to, to Paul. Uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, watch out for um, a bit of interference as well, potentially. I'm not going to say who that's from. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you yes. how they will figure out who will win. Yes. Yes. Um, the scriptwriters. What are you talking about? This is real stuff we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, it's not make believe like this jujitsu crap you do. Oh, okay. uh, Sing when you're winning says. Um, I hope the I hope the feet are well, mate. Um, he says, uh, "What is the deepest we've gone into a season without a central striker scoring a goal for us? And what really is the Raúl story?" Poor. It's a good question. That first bit, I don't know. That is a good question. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Off the top of my head, it's got to be... I mean, Raul has scored in the Carabao, so are we going to... I'm assuming we're not, we're not counting that and we're talking about league here, mm-hmm. but it's um, yeah, it's got to be, if not the record broken already, you'd imagine, because it, it, you know, we're, in no, we're in November. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would imagine so. With, with Raul, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of sort of... It, it, we, spoke about this last week about conspiracy theories around you know us and sort of the Wolves hierarchy and stuff and it's almost a similar with Raul that um, people sort of there's this narrative created around him and they they assume that he's you know uh, the, the long lasting effects of the of the the, the skull injury um, have, have damaged him in, in certain way and people are sort of throwing theories out there and almost it's def- uh, definitive now that he's definitely going to retire early and he's definitely not playing for Wolves again. And I think people just need to take a step back. Look, as far as we're aware, he's got a groin injury. He is going to come back and play for Wolves. Um, writing him off now is unfair. Look, he, he's not been as potent a goal scorer since his injury. Look, we, his head injury, that is. We know that. Um, but I think writing him off now is um, is unfair considering he's got a sort of chronic injury that he's holding him back at the moment. Um, so then saying he's going to retire just feels like a bizarre sort of conclusion to come to at the moment um, until we have some sort of proof or evidence that there's a possibility of that I think it's a bizarre conclusion to get to um, also, I know there's another question about this as well so I'll, I'll, I'll approach it here as well someone mentions chronic fatigue syndrome around the the, um, the head injury and around Raoul the phrase chronic fatigue and Raoul is, is coming around because of Bruno and that's Bruno's fault in that he, he was saying the wrong thing he was asked to say the right thing and then doubled down saying the wrong thing partly due to you know English is not his first language um, he, he kept making the same error so he was describing it Bruno as chronic fatigue what he meant was it was a chronic injury chronic by definition meaning that it's something that they've had to manage and it's ongoing and it's now worsened um, and this is what has been the case with his groin injury, Raul. So he's he's had this groin injury for a number of years. They've managed it. It's worsened. He's now not able to play. They're trying to get him back to play. That's what Bruno meant. But by saying chronic fatigue, um, he's created a rod for Raul's back, unfortunately. Uh, and these, these sorts of conspiracy theories have started. So um, we need to just hold fire for the time being. We all expect him to be back playing for Wolves again and um, hopefully scoring goals. Okay. Um... Been some good ones this week, actually. Um, there's a couple of people asking about about Campania. Um, some people saying, can he come back on loan? Uh, there's, there's obviously talks that um, he might be sold permanently for two and a half million. So, what's the latest on that? Yes. So, I catch your minds back to an old poddy. I think it might have been almost a year ago. Um, we we spoke about him, and and of course we uh, revealed. 
that his um, his buy clause for Inter Miami is around about two and a half million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a couple of reports in America over the last couple of days to say that uh, Inter Miami are set to activate that, um, and that is the case. So uh, you expect that to go through. Um, I think their season's already over. I think it ended in October, if I, if I'm right in thinking that. So we expect his um, buy clause to go through at any point in the next. I mean, it could be the next few days, next few weeks, whenever they. So that's pretty much done. Do, done deal, yeah. But it's done. It's done and dusted. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's at the moment they're not expecting any hitches in that. Um, and yeah, he'll be he'll be off for for two and a half million. And of course they. It was a nominal fee to bring him in in the first place, mm-hmm. so it's, it seems like pretty decent business for someone who was never really at the, the Premier League level. Some people might say, well, why have they not given him a chance at Wolves? Would you say that he wasn't at the level required? Some really? people say he can't do any worse. So, um, well, yeah, true. Nuno, sorry, looked at him, didn't fancy him. Other you know, managers and, and people around Wolves have had a chance to look at him and he wasn't to the level. Look, he, there's a reason he was taken on loan by an MLS club and not by a European side. So, so um, was he bought to to do exactly this and nothing more? Are you saying I, he didn't? No, they didn't. I, I think I think there's always a hope when because Wolves obviously do a lot of um, scouting and picking up a lot of young players uh, for small amounts uh, and particularly looking towards South America as well, which is which is of course where they got him from. Um, so there's always a hope that they're going to develop and they're going to turn into a player. But if they don't and they can get something out of them financially. It's an, it's the other half really of that business, um, so I think you put him in the in the likes of you know Rafa Mir was sold was bought for a, around about a mil and was sold for around about twelve. Uh, Gibbs White of course came through the academy was sold for twenty five, which can rise to to thirty five and, and more. So I think it goes into that category of fairly decent business really, where Wolves have been able to allow a player to go out and play football, mm-hmm. have you know develop and enjoy his time and then sell him for a bit of cash. Okay, well, we've got um, a few questions. Should we do a quick fire round? Quick fire. Okay, here we go. Uh, Matt Kerry says, Good to see fight and the comeback at Brentford. Fans drove the team on and back into the game. Important we continue to do that. The odd sellers out chant in the away end was quickly turned into a positive chant. Need the same at Molyneux. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, yeah, the, the, the fans play a massive part and, uh, and they were excellent at Brentford. And if they can keep that forward, it will, it will just drive the team on without a doubt. Robert Danks, question for the poddy. What's yours and Liam's opinion about the suitability of Sean Dice for the manager's job? Uh, second question, are you expecting to see Raul Jimenez again in a Wolves shirt? So we've kind of answered that already. So Sean Dice for, for Wolves manager. Um, I, I feel know. like if they were going to get Dice, they'd have already got him already. That, that, that's the, one of the things I was going to say. It doesn't mm. also feel like a particularly perfect fit. Um, I think you've got to you know, understand how the players are going to react. I don't think it, that necessarily would be a good fit. Gail Holford, uh, who could be a free agent as a striker in January? Um, Do they go? Virus? I mean, for me, they don't go into the market <laughs> if Raul's fit. But am, am I wrong? Um, I think it depends on how quickly uh, or when he comes back, and sort of how quickly mm. he can start. Well, playing. let's say he's playing at the World Cup. Um, then maybe not. Yeah, it, it, it again, it depends on how many goals they might have got in the few games leading up to January as well. So. Quick question from Jathan, by the way, um, just to inter- inter- interject into what you're saying there. Now, again, for the fourth or fifth or sixth time, there's no recall clause on recall clause on Fabio, is there? No. Can he come back? He can't come back in no. January? No. Okay. So, um, which is probably a good thing for him. And I'll, I'll stick by that. Okay. Um, I talked about Geddes... Um, how long have you been scaring kids for says uh, Matty uh, a long long time 
Yeah, talks about Raul. So we've done that. We've done that. Um, is there a makeup artist on Judah payroll? No, but um, but Heidi North, the best in the business. If you ever want uh, to get uh, some makeup done, uh, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. I'm stalling here. Okay, here we go. From oh, this is from the official Jathan Nuder account. Um, when will Netflix be making an all-or-nothing documentary about the Wolves' potty? The episode that features Liam Keen Star going into a chicken chicken shop at two a.m. sober before the fight competition can be called Stranger Wings. Stranger Wings. Well, Stranger that's, that's Wings. Very that's very good. Yeah, I was actually because I was saw those same mates at the weekend. I was talking to them about that again. That was a that was a real commitment for me. I was pretty impressed with myself. If I do What's say that? so myself. The fact that I went out all night and was totally so we didn't have one drink. Oh, yeah, that was impressive. Went, Stupid, went but impressive. Went shop with them afterwards. Stayed out the whole time. Didn't buy any food. Uh, quick, that's quite good going. It's very good. It's very good, mate. Okay, last last few. Uh, first of all, quick one on Ryan out. Nori, potentially changing allegiances. Is that right? Um, yeah. Country? So um, he's, he's only played for the under-21s for France uh, and a couple of the other youth um, levels. But um, Algeria have tried to call him up. Um, we're just waiting to find out for, for definite that he's going to take that. Um, but the reports, sort of in France and in Africa, is that he he is going to do that. It seems to be the case. Um, my only comment on that is, it seems like for a player who's so young and who's been touted and has been linked with other clubs, big clubs, um, it feels like it's a little bit early in his career to make that decision. At the same time, he he will then play regularly at an international level, so I can understand it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Algeria tried to call him up. We're just waiting to hear whether we will definitely change allegiances, but the reports are that, that he's going to. Okay, last couple. Um, Amar's music show. It's Portugal versus England in the World Cup final. It goes to penalties, and Ruben Neves, who is still a Wolves player in brackets, steps up to take the final penalty against Pickford. If he scores, Portugal win the World Cup. Do you want Ruben to score or miss? That is a... That is a oh mate. Um, unfortunately, I want him to miss. You do? Yeah, I can't. There's no way because I don't think it has a massive effect on Wolves. Like if it was really detrimental to Wolves, then then it's a it's a bit even harder question. I don't think it has a massive effect, um, and you, there's no way you can surely want him just for him to beat England. So no, I obviously want England to win. Okay. Um, no, last question though. Last one. Uh, what stage is Chiquinho's recovery in now? Is he close to getting back on the training pitch? Um, I don't believe so. No, we're still trying to find out sort of the latest with him. But I know that it was such a bad injury that mm-hmm. they were looking at August pre-season for him to be returning. So if you're looking at sort of working back from that date, yeah, uh, or not August sorry, pre-season, sorry, sorry, July pre-season ahead of the August mm-hmm. um, sort of return. If you're looking at working back from that date, you know he's not going to be on the grass anytime soon. So, but we'll we'll, we'll look at you know get the latest on him as, as soon as we can. Uh, Brighton, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Liam Brighton. Like I said before previously, excellent four-one win over Chelsea. Stunning four-one win over Chelsea. Incredibly, Brighton's first win of the season under the new manager. I haven't I haven't seen too much of Brighton this season. I've got to be honest. So um, I'm a little bit in the dark about them. But you know, look. When Wolves have scored six goals all season, Brighton scored nineteen. 
then that says everything, really. They're going to be a threat. Obviously, Trossard's different class, and he's absolutely stunning. Uh, this is Stupian as well, who's, who's been brought in as well um, to replace Cucurella. Looks look, looks the bee's knees. And you're always going to have the, the Veltmans and your Dunks at the back who are going to be strong, very much in the, I guess, in the ilk of, of our centre-backs, really, who are always going to be um, testing... Up front, I don't think Danny Welbeck scored a goal from this season. So, you know, from from a from a front striker point of view, I know they've got Undab who hasn't done too much. Um, but they can be got at, and, and I don't see any reason why Wolves shouldn't be confident on trying to get a point. And lucky if they can get all three, that'll be fantastic. Because I'm not expecting too much against Arsenal the following week. That's be let's be honest. But would you say would you say that this would be another game where a decent-ish performance and another point Wolves would probably take? Or, or do, they, do they... I mean, obviously, they want to get all three, but but do you think that they would take a point now? Um, I think you, you probably would, to be honest. Um, I'd, I agree with you in the sense that Wolves shouldn't be afraid going into this game. I think Brighton are a good side, but um, Wolves should be... They're not going to tear you apart, are they? You wouldn't have thought. Well, I mean, if the home <laughs> game last season goes anything to go by, then maybe they will. But um, no, I think you have to... Go into this game with you know at home with the crowd behind you with the kind of confidence of look we can go out and we can win this game. Mm. Um, I do think you would at the same time take a point before it because as I say they are a good side. Four one against Chelsea last time out is you know he says everything really. Um, strangely, as he alluded to, their first win in one two three four five six. I've got it in front of me if you can't tell. Um, but they've won five in the league uh, after that Chelsea win um, this season. They're up to eighth in the table um, so yeah they're going to be they're going to be dangerous um, Trossard is the one you mentioned and I think mm-hmm. he has to be the one that I'd point out as well because he is he, I think he's a really really top draw player really really big fan of him um, and they've got you know Corsero in midfield I think it's, it's been excellent for them this season um, as you mentioned uh, Dunk Webster these are the kind of Players that are going to cause Wolves problems, particularly from set pieces, mm-hmm. uh, we, we would expect, and we, and we know Wolves defensively from set pieces have not been have not been too bad, but offensively have not been great. It's going to be a tough one defensively against this lot. Um, so yeah, that you know they're they're a very very capable side, and um, and Wolves have to be have to be at their best to to get something out of it. Yeah, they do. Um, Lee, look, we've done predictions and we hit it again this week. 1-1. We both went 1-1. It was 1-1 and yet the prize wasn't claimed. Astonishingly. It's just unbelievable this year. So, you know, people have got to start listening when we're announcing these uh, these winners. So let's go for the prediction again this weekend. I'm going to go Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. Right. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm going for it. Oh no, don't. Just don't. I'm don't say it. they're going to win. Don't say they're going to win. I'm doing it, mate. Go on. Wolves, two. Ah, oh, you joke. We've got six goals all season. Are you drunk? Are you <laughs> drunk on loopy juice? Right in nil. No striker. Two. Two, two nil. Two nil. I'm Crikey! Going it, I'm going for it. Who's in scoring? Like, Kilman. Oh, well, you better get. I say Kilman. You better get Colin scoring. Since you, you <laughs> predicted six for him this season. It might be more College double. hope than anything, but I'm okay. going for it. Okay, who's your scorers? Um, Guedes. Oh, Kino! <laughs> are you... In, are you in, in, what, you think he's going to start? No, I think he comes off the bench and gets the second. Right, okay. And I think a Collins header puts Wolves one nil up. Collins header puts Wolves up. Um, and um, very quickly, because I've got team news as well, Who do you, any changes, would you say? And of course, you're going to have one enforced. 
One in force, yeah. I mean, I would expect Huang comes in. And do you um, think Moutinho comes in? Moutinho comes in. For, depends on what, depends on Nunes or comes in for uh, Traore? I'm going to go Bubacar Traore and assume that Nunes is fit. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I think it's, as we were, I think Semedo yeah. keeps his place, I think Bueno keeps his place. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be 4 3 3 again. Been a pleasure, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, I shall see you and I'll see everyone else on Saturday. It's Wolves against Brighton, 3 pm at Molyneux. From me, from Keane, have a great weekend. Enjoyed it a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.